when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Uh, Our book this week is called The Hideaway by Lauren K. Denton. And it's been a couple weeks since we recorded it. So I picked this book and I totally forgot what kind of book it is. And I was I was expecting our usual like, you know, orgy of of, like sexual explosions. Whoa. Uh, you know, just like like a like a Didn't Caligula style bacchanal. <laughs> okay, this is the opposite of that. All right, I'm going to interrupt you yep. and just tell a story. Oh, please, <laughs> because this week I taught a cooking class accidentally stoned. <laughs> I think I thought you were just going to say I taught a cooking class accidentally. Accidentally stoned. Okay. How did how did that happen? I have an old lady problem with my elbow called bursitis. Maybe you've heard of I, it. I have heard of that. I've never heard someone who's not an old lady say, <laughs> say it. Exactly. <laughs> it, Do you uh, also have neuralgia? Uh, and and my sciatica has been acting yep. up. And I have a corn or a bunion. Oh, oh bunion. Lori has a bunion. <laughs> bunion. <laughs> Does she have a Paul bunion? Yeah. Um, so anyway. That's it's, me. It's really painful. And um, Advil was not cutting it, so uh, I went to my local bud tender mm-hmm. and asked for something that for pain. And they did gave... you specifically say something for bursitis? No, because okay. I'm embarrassed. But anyway, when a bud tender says the word functional, you should be very, very cautious. Oh, I, yeah. I just wanted like this is a PSA for everybody. Okay. So they said this has THC in it. Because it makes the CBD work better, but it's definitely functional. Because I said I was oh, going to work. Oh, I see. Functional is supposed to mean you can still function. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I, I was it. going to work. And I told them, I am going to be working and I'm in pain and I need to be able to use my hand. And when I use my hand, it hurts. Right. So, got to work, was going to not use it and hope that the Advil would work. The Advil did not work. 40 minutes before class, I go out by the dumpster because that's what you do. Of course. Took a hit of this functional pot. Yep. Start teaching my Thai street food class. Everything's fine until this just veil comes over my eyes in the middle of my introduction oh. to the class. And that, yeah. And so. All of a sudden. Where did it go? Time, what did you hear yourself time saying? Time warp. I was yep. out of my body. I was having fun. Everybody was smiling and laughing. I was on. I was telling stories. I was talking about being on the trains in Thailand and the Thai street food and everyone's into it. And then I look at my assistant and she's just looking at me like I've lost my fucking mind because I am very on my timeline and I was now 45 minutes (gasps) off my timeline. Oh my God. I look at the clock. It's eight o'clock and there's just no food really made yet. Oh, I would have freaked out so hard. This is this is like a uh, nightmare. Right. Yeah. My my nightmare scenario is always like I need food and for some reason no one's giving me food. But the thing is. I didn't have any nightmare feelings. I was so oh, happy. Oh, yeah. Great. Good for you. I was super. I was having you the best time. You were riding that train high I was on totally functional cocaine. Yeah. It just, I wanted to rhyme something there. So then at one point, I go into the walk-in. You were high on no pain. Uh, high on no pain. I go into the walk-in because it was a really hot day, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying how cold it is in there. I get in there, and I'm like, I don't remember what I'm here for, but it feels really good in here. And then time just sort of stopped. And then I realized 
I'm teaching a class, and how oh. long have I been in here? How long have I been in basically a, cl- a cold closet while my students are outside waiting for me, and my assistants are wondering what is wrong with me? And it turned out, when you came out, it was three days later. <laughs> that's, how it, that's totally what it felt like. So I came out, and then I was like, I need to make a lot of food in a really short period of time. And I did it. Dinner was served at 9.05, only five minutes late. Wow. I don't know who did it, how it happened, but I didn't feel any elbow pain. Now, wow. <laughs> I, I mean, I think you need to thank your bud tender. Sort yeah. Of. Uh, I, I wrote that you have to write up your class notes every night. And so I was totally honest about what happened. Oh. And my boss um, wrote back and said, Oh my God, perfect timing. We're talking about our drug and alcohol policy tomorrow in our staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> because of you. So for me, the thing the thing I always uh, do, like if I'm high, is, is like I start brushing my teeth and then I'm like, wow, I've been brushing my teeth for a really long time. <laughs> and then and then like uh, I realize my electric toothbrush hasn't even like, uh, you know, done the little beep thing oh, once yet. Yeah. This actually wasn't that because it was, it there sounds was, like this is the opposite. There, there was someone who, yeah, it, I felt like no time was going by and lots of time was going by. Yeah. Whereas other times I've been high, it's that, what you just described. Time dilation. Yes, it's time dilation. Mm-hmm. You're like a time traveler when you're high. Yeah, I guess so. Like time is just, wow. We sound so dumb. We do. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can we read this book now? We've already been doing this podcast for 75 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh, this is The Hideaway by Lauren K. Denton. Chapter one, Mags. No. March. No. Mags. Mm-hmm. Is that short for Maggie? Probably. I guess? Yeah. Margaret? Sunsets in Sweet Bay have always made oh, me no. feel sweet a little bay? like a child. Oh, you could come see my Sweet Bay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pull into my think, Sweet Bay. <laughs> I think it's all that vast open water. <laughs> I expect something to come rising out of the deep Ooh. at the last minute. Oh. Something huge you and unexpected. To, you should go to see a doctor about uh-huh. that. I'm always waiting, anticipating. Wait, that's a song lyric. <laughs> like That's probably like many songs, many. right? But each night is like the one before. A frenzy of color, the disappearance of the sun, the dusk settling in like an old oh. friend getting comfortable. Oh, comfortable. this is classic bad romance novel, yes. Matthew. Very well done. Earlier this evening, when I left the house to come out here to the garden, Dot was standing by the microwave waiting for her popcorn while Bert washed his (laughs) cast iron skillet with just the right amount of gentleness. Business as usual. Which brings us to our game. Okay, by the way, cast iron can take so much abuse. Yes, it's true. So what is the just right amount of gentleness for cast iron? Oh, he's like just smacking it up. I mean, that's like what you do with a nonstick Teflon pan. You need just the right amount of gentleness. But you don't want to like ruin the seasoning. It's very hard to ruin the seasoning. Okay. Yeah, I actually... I had such a satisfying experience a couple of months ago when my sister-in-law gave me a ruined cast iron pan that had like layers of rust on yeah, it and that. said, can you do anything about this? And I said, yes, yes I, I can. can. Did, you like, use, did you use flaxseed oil? Um, I did not. I used, uh, I, I steel wooled all the, uh, all the rust. rust off and then I just used uh, several layers of soybean oil because mm. I read Kenji Lopez all talking about how <laughs> flaxseed oil is, is canceled. Why? Got canceled? <laughs> because it chips too easily. Oh, interesting. So soybean oil is the new flax oil? I guess so. I think it would have been fine either way, but it looked so good when oh, I gave really? it back. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so the game is, earlier this evening when I left the house to come out here to the garden, Dot was standing by the microwave waiting for her popcorn while Bert washed his cast iron skillet <laughs> with just people? the right amount of gentleness. I, don't I It's care. possible we won't even find out. It's possible they're, they're hallucinations. Mm-hmm. So uh, take this, uh, this idyllic scene and make it weird, dirty, or horrific. <laughs> for example... 
Earlier this evening, when I left the murder shed to come out here to the garden, Dot was sharpening her bone saw while Bert washed the blood off his cast iron skillet, taking care not to damage the years of careful seasoning. <laughs> the blood. God, so he just knocked someone on the head, you think, with I it? I think so. That's that's what I think happened. So he's carefully seasoned the bottom of the cast iron skillet. I think maybe it's been seasoned with years of blood. <laughs> okay. Well, that was disturbing. Thanks. The paragraph you sent me. Um, earlier this evening, when I left the bar to come out here to the chipper... Dot was standing by the shed, waiting for her lord, while Bert washed his sins in the river with just the right amount of disdain. Wow. I don't understand what that means, but it's it's a terrifying <laughs> tableau. So, yeah, horrific. Earlier this evening, when I left the house to come out here to the garden, Dot was pruning the whomping willow while Bert, pol- <laughs> the what? While Bert polished his horcrux. Fuck, I'm good at this Harry Potter fanfic. <laughs> The the what wampus? The whomping willow. It's the it's a tree that like punches people in oh, Harry Potter. In Harry Potter. Sorry, lost on me a little bit. Earlier this evening when I left the SM club to come out here to the bondage tank. <laughs> Dot was sharpening her claws while Bert washed the effluvium <sighs> off the wall with just the right amount of elbow grease. Oh wow. That's very similar to mine. Earlier this evening I came out here in the garden. <laughs> so did Dot and Bert. <laughs> That's pretty good. Very short. <laughs> so quick. Early th- earlier this evening when I left the abattoir to come out here to McDonald's. <laughs> I started writing abattoir in one of mine and then couldn't couldn't figure out how to finish it. That's crazy. Uh, earlier this evening when I left the abattoir to come out here to McDonald's, Dot was standing by the griddle waiting for her patty while Bert washed the muck off his boots with just the right amount of bleach and water pressure. Oh, but I mean, they have been advertising their fresh beef recently <laughs> they at, have. at McDonald's. So like super fresh straight from the abattoir. Right. Got any more? No. Me neither. Business as usual. We'd had a pleasant dinner. Good food, lively conversation, but everyone knows after dinner is my time in the garden. (laughs) They stopped asking me long ago to join them in their nightly routines. A television drama, a jigsaw puzzle, Glory laying out her quilt squares. Don't know who that is either. Late evenings belong to me and my memories. Oh, weird. (sighs) This is terrible. Yes. I sit here on my old... This book is a massive bestseller. I sit here on my old bench made by mm-hmm. hands that once held mine. What? Wait, what? I sit here on, on my old, old bench, bench. made that, by hands that, that once held mine. Maybe. <laughs> and it also sounds like the bench is made out of hands. Right. I mean, this is the murder garden. The old bench isn't the bench isn't much, just cedar planks and peeling paint, but it's been a friend, a companion, for almost as long as I've lived in this house. Oh God, anyone who calls a bench a friend... It it, that's really more, sad. Needs actually right? more friends. Yes. Needs a friend. My fingers curl <laughs> under the edge of the bench, oh. a habit formed over but the now years. now there's fingers. Yes. There's hands and fingers. <laughs> fingers are coming curling okay. out of the bench. I close my eyes and breathe in deep. So much has happened. Sometimes it hurts to think on it all. Other nights like this one, the memories are sweet. So basically we've learned literally nothing, nothing so yeah. far. Next to me is the latest issue of Southern Living that came in the mm-hmm. mail today. Sarah and her shop are featured on page 50. How many more characters can we introduce without learning anything about any of them? (laughs) I like having her photo close. This way I can pretend she's sitting here next to me. Just as I'm about to open the magazine, I get that hitch in my chest again. Oh, in her giddy-up? Yep. (laughs) Wait, is that a thing? Hitch hitch in your giddy-up. Oh. A tightness, like a little fist squeezing close. Oh, Oh, it's a heart attack. Fists. There's fists, curling fingers and hands. Yeah, she's getting chest fisted. (laughs) Then a fluttering. Then it's gone. Her heart is gone. Oh. I reach down and pull off my shoes so I can feel the dirt under my toes. 
That always makes me feel better. My doctor suggested I wear these ridiculous white orthopedic walkers, even though I much prefer my old rubber boots. How old is this protagonist of this romance novel? Ninety. Orthopedic? I'm kind of into that. Okay. Like there should. Yeah. I want to. I want to read a book where where our ninety year old heroine Falls just gets it. Yeah. Love. <laughs> that's what I meant. Gets it. <laughs> gets love. Murdered. <laughs> That always makes me feel better. My doctor suggests I wear these ridiculous white orthopedic walkers, even though I much prefer my old rubber boots. Good Lord, I love those things. They were practical, hardworking, hardworking boots. Hardworking. Uh, I, yeah, I want some hardworking boots to do my work for me. Same with the waders and hats. You can't fix a busted boat motor or change the oil in a truck wearing a fussy dress and teetering heels. My Jenny never seemed to mind my get-ups. She felt right at home in our unconventional life, but Sarah was a different story. Wait, maybe this is a dude. I don't know. I saw how she looked at me like she wondered how in the world her grand... Oh, it's grandmother. Grandmother, not to mention a house as grand as the hideaway, could have turned out so strange. Hmm. I wondered from time to time whether I should sit Sarah down and tell her my story. I mean, <laughs> she's not telling us her story, so <laughs> why start with Sarah? By the time she moved <laughs> in with me, she was already at that tender point in every young girl's life where friends' opinions mean more than anything else. Do you remember that tender point in your life? Mm, still happening. Mm-hmm. And I knew my existence in her life didn't help her climb the ladder of popularity. But I always wished I could find a way to help her see the hideaway and me in a different light. Mm. True. I mean, Wait, she, so who's the protagonist? I think it's the grandma. But I mean, Mags is the grandma. That could be. That sounds like a grandma name, doesn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly this isn't a romance. I don't know. Truth be told, <laughs> Wait, what's it called again? The Hideaway. It, it's like Could a you, like yeah, not get know. a romance. Truth be told, I think she's a stronger woman now because of who I turned out to be. If I'd remained under my parents' thumbs, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> we got fingers, we got hands, we got thumbs, we got a real collection. Oh, honey, you didn't get a romance novel, so. We don't have to do a romance novel. One time we read no, no, Sarah no. Palin. Absolutely not. But this whole time I've been waiting for... The, well, you've the, been waiting for, for Grandma to get it. The classic... Ro- this is not... Nope. What is it? Don't tell me. We'll figure it's it out. It's a deeply satisfying exploration of family friendship and the meaning of home. That sounds bad. That Boring sounds as fuck. really terrible. And I have to think that somehow my refusal to bow to the norms helped shape Sarah, <gasps> even, oh, if she, oh God, even if she honey. hasn't consciously realized it. Honey... It's Christian, right? Number two in women's Christian fiction. Well, I think I picked it. I picked it on purpose. Number nine it, in contemporary Christian romance. Oops, there we go. Yeah. Number six in historical Christian romance. Is there? Is that an oxymoron? Historical Christian romance. <laughs> Just historical Christian. Christian. I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Never mind. Um, so, so, so basically, what you're telling me is like I should like ratchet down my expectation for how many tits are going to be in this book. The reason why I was joking about the history is because they get the dates kind of wrong sometimes. Yeah, okay, right. That's the joke I was trying to make. Okay, I get it. <laughs> Not that really great with numbers and dates and... No, it's cool. Like right. uh, Evolution the, and... the world, The world started <laughs> right. like 15 years ago. Yeah. Maybe the time is now. She's no longer a fickle teenager, but a grown woman and a smart one too. She'd do well to know my story, know how it changed me from quiet to bold, weak to strong. I'll tell her. I'll sit her down and tell her everything one of these days. Chapter two, that seems Sarah. Like a threat. Yeah, it does. <laughs> One of these days, days Sarah, yeah. I'm going to tell you all it. of Grandma's filthy <laughs> secrets, and you're never going to be able to unhear them. <laughs> There's a, it involves a murder shed, a, uh, what, an the abattoir, fluvium. the fluvium, Bert, Dot, April. Hey, uh, 
I love the smell of New Orleans in the morning. Even now, the city's detractors say it smells like last night's trash or the murky water dripping into the sewer drains, but I know better. It's the smell of fish straight from the Gulf. Not stinky, but briny and fresh. Oh. It's the aroma of just-baked French bread wafting through the quarter no. from Frenchman Street. No. Oh. Oh, I thought she was describing fish. I'm like, that is not how fish smells. <laughs> Becky, come on. You, you're a fish expert, and you don't know that fish, fish smell smells like, like wafting. I mean, if it's baguette. really fresh, it smells, it smells like, like a baguette. baguette. <laughs> like, if your fish doesn't smell like a baguette, you are doing it you wrong. You say baguette funny. I think I do. <laughs> baguette. Baguette. It's like... Baguette. <laughs> the croissant. Baguettes. A cookie. Baguettes. <laughs> ba- baguette. Baguette. It's the powdered sugar riding the breeze from Whoa. Café du Monde. Whoa. <laughs> ride that powdered Rats, sugar. That gets in your lungs. They ride the sure. breeze. <laughs> okay, no, they had to shut down Café du Monde because <laughs> people were getting white lung disease. <laughs> sure, there's the tang of beer and Ooh. smoke and all the sin of tang. Bourbon Street. But when you mix it up together, the scent is exhilarating. This is one of my favorite things. It's when people describe their city like someone who just read a guidebook. Yep, exactly. Like, you know... Saint, I love St. Louis, the arch, and uh, yeah, yeah. See, Seattle smells like you know rotting apples on a coho salmon head with coffee sluiced all over it. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out the front door of my loft at nine fifteen and inhaled the crisp air. It was April, which in New Orleans and anywhere else in the Deep South could mean anything from eighty degrees to forty, depending on the whims of God and the Gulf jet stream which is a kind of plane. This day had dawned cool and bright. Instead of slipping into my Audi, I walked to the corner of Canal and Magazine to catch the bus to my shop. It was more of a walk than I preferred to do in wedge heels, but Alan was always telling me I needed to break out of my routine and do something unexpected. I smiled. He'd be proud of me. Who is this person? This is the daughter of the grandmother in chapter one, I think. Is her name April or is April the month? April was the month. Sarah is her name. Okay. Nobody's named April. <laughs> right. No one. My wife. He'd be, proud, he'd be proud of me for ignoring the time and my feet and enjoying what? the morning. I don't know. Wait, say that again? <laughs> it was more of a walk than I preferred to do in wedge heels. Oh, there we go. Well, he'd be proud go. of me for ignoring the time and my feet. I am so proud of you for ignoring your feet, <laughs> is something people say. I'd like to see her slip into her Audi in wedge heels. Yep. I don't think that's... After all... You can do that. <laughs> no. She's more of an innie. <laughs> After all, no one would mind if we opened up a little later than usual. In the Big Easy, businesses were always opening late or closing early for one reason or another. Oh it wasn't the way I preferred... got the Big Easy. Yes. You got, like, requirements. People, I'm sure people in New Orleans say, say that the all the time. All the time. Just like how people in Chicago call it Chi-Town. Right. People in San Francisco say SF. Mm-hmm. San and, Fran. And people here call it billionaire... Bungalow. Bungalow. <laughs> hey there, pretty Emerald lady. Emerald City. We don't say Emerald City about our own city right. here. No. Ever. Hey there, pretty lady, a deep tenor voice called out from the shady depths of Three George's Jewelers. This George was always trying to hawk CZ jewels. Oh, cubic zirconia. <laughs> CZ jewels and faux-bobles. Faux-bobles. It's hard to say. Faux-boba tea. <laughs> faux-boba to unwitting tourists. I never bought into George Ploys, but I couldn't avoid him. He was too charming. Mm. Hi, George. Planning to cheat anyone out of their hard-earned dollars today? All day long, my dear. One of these days, you'll have one of my beauties shining on your finger. Send your bows my way, and I'll set them up with something perfect. I'm sure you would, but there's no bow for me today. A pretty lady like you? I'm shocked. 
He called everyone a pretty lady, even some of the men. <laughs> I wound my way through the quarter to where the bus picked up shoppers and business owners and shuttled us to the middle of Magazine Street. Everyone I encountered. Or maybe was that's in what it. mags means. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it was a talking street right. the whole time. Everyone I encountered was in a jovial mood, and I remembered why I fell in love with, with New Orleans. Yep, New Orleans, everyone there is jolly all the time. <laughs> As I twisted the key in the lock at bits and pieces, balancing a tall to-go cup of coffee in the crook of my elbow, Alan roared into the driveway on his Harley. You're late. He gracefully dismounted the the bike. Pull an all-nighter like me? Yes, he gracefully dismounted. (laughs) Very funny. His Hollywood starlit shades covered half his face. His hair was orange today. No, I didn't, thank you. You're one to talk. You're late, too. Can't make an entrance if I'm always on time. He hopped up the front steps and grabbed my cup of coffee just before it slipped from my arm. I pushed the door open, and the welcome scent of gardenias drifted past us. Of course. You know something I've never thought about is what kind of flower I'm smelling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I do. Okay. That's, I mean, that's why you love your your southern gothic Christian romances. (laughs) Exactly why. We carried a line of hand-poured soy candles. flowers are uh, uh, secular. That's true. We carried a line of hand-poured soy candles in the shop with Wait, such pleasing what? fragrances. fragrances. <laughs> hand-poured uh, soy, soy candles? candles? It sounds dirty somehow, doesn't it? It just sounds dumb. I mean, yeah, but like... It doesn't sound dirty to me. I don't know. Like, I feel like... How is ha- that dirty? Oh, hand, just hand-poured hand soy candles. Like, I don't know. Mm. I designed bits and pieces to make people want to stay for a while. We even kept a Keurig in the back and pralines, pralines in a dish by the cash register. How much more time do we have? Uh, way too much. Okay, because I I I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. Unless you really have to get to something. No, right? no, go ahead. Okay. So my friend who shall remain nameless mm-hmm. um, thought there was an intruder in her house and she took a <gasps> uh, large hand-poured soy candle mm-hmm. and charged down the stairs with it as a weapon. Oh, my God. We were, it was, it was, everything was fine. There was no intruder. P.S. But, but we teased her mercilessly for her choice of weaponry. But and, I mean, but she like told you about this or were mm-hmm. you the intruder? No. <laughs> she came at you with this candle. You're like, no, 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 it's just me. <laughs> so she was telling us that this was what she grabbed. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. She I, said, if, if, if I hit you with that, that would disarm you. I'm like, a, it'd be really hard if you were stressed to actually hit someone yes. with a hand-poured or candle or anything. You probably don't want to use a projectile, period. You'd want to use like oh, a yeah, bat. Oh, yeah, right. You'd miss. Yeah. So something that you can like still hang on to, like a cast iron skillet yes. or a bat. Like, that's what Bert, Bert yeah. does all of his <laughs> disarmings. So then we were away for the weekend, and that led to a game that I came up with for her, which oh. is, um, what is a better weapon? Okay. Can we play? A wooden nickel or a snap pea. Oh, geez. Um, you don't know her these answer? These are both bad weapons. You, of course. It doesn't matter. So right, it's right. a hand-poured soy I think candle. A snap pea. And what would you do with it? Like try and get it in their eye. Ah. Uh, my friend said she would, the wooden nickel and she'd put it into the intruder's urethra. I mean, how would that fit? That that's a question. That, that would hurt, but you'd really need to like get there to like pause and say like, "Let me." <laughs> Let, can like, you wait like, your a pants. few minutes and disrobe and like wait over here? And then I'll be sit in. Sit on it. your hands. <laughs> Just wait at the, wait on this exam table. <laughs> I'll be I'll be in in a few okay. minutes. You can do a little robbing while you wait if you want. Okay, so your turn. Uh, oh, okay, which is a better weapon? Um, a. And we looked around the room. We were uh, just right, right, of course. Um, a pair of socks. Mm. Or a bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> I'm going to say the pair of socks. Mm-hmm. 
um, I would tie them together. Okay. And then I would come from behind the intruder and uh, put it around their neck yeah, and try good. to. Hopefully, there's not too much give in the socks. That's true. Because <laughs> then you sort of like banging around, like sort of yeah, like no, these bouncing are, these them are new around. Socks. New, they're not. They're not like old stretched out. Made socks. out of piano wire, perhaps. Yes, piano socks. Great. Okay. Um, which is a better weapon? Argo cornstarch mm-hmm. out of the container. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. Ambient cornstarch. Not, am- right. not ambient. That's wrong. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Untethered cornstarch. Yeah. <laughs> untethered cornstarch, which is my band. I like, yeah, I like both of those. Uh, ambient cornstarch, untethered cornstarch. <laughs> and a oven mitt. Aerosolized cornstarch? Um, oh, boy. This is tough. So, like, do I just have a handful of cornstarch? You just have a handful of cornstarch. I, I think I think you could disorient someone oh, but briefly just, by just, like, <laughs> flinging the cornstarch so in their face. See. Oh, yeah. I like and, that. <laughs> do you remember, possibly my favorite ever line for The Simpsons was when uh, I, Carl or Lenny, I don't remember which one, uh, says, My eye, I'm not supposed to get pudding in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. So, yeah, so I imagine the intruder saying, My eye, I'm not supposed to get cornstarch in it. <laughs> get pudding in my eye. That's, I like that. All right. Oh, okay. Um, an instant pot or a. Um, uh, I, I, already know. Know the, I already know the answer. Um, a pack of drinking straws. Okay, definitely the Instapot. Mm hmm. The int- you'd say to the instru- intruder, intruder, <laughs> who's being extruded <laughs> through a pasta machine, you tell the intruder that you, hey, look, I just got an Instapot. Oh, yes. And I got an extra one for the first person who comes in the door. Oh. And they're like, oh, my God, an Instapot. And then you hit them over the head with something else. Okay. No, I thought you were going to say, you can say, look, I just got this Instant Pot. And they're going to be like, oh, have you made the butter chicken recipe yet? Uh, and I'm like, yes, I have. It was the first thing I made. And then you're going to just bond over butter chicken for a little while. Time out. Did you just call it an Instant Pot? That That is the name of the thing. I thought it was Instapot. Everyone says Instapot, but it's I'm instant? a pedant. You are a pedant. P-ant. Yes. I mean, that's why I say it, baguette. Oh, no. I didn't like the way you said that. <laughs> but you said it, baguette. 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 Okay, we have to go back to the book now. Sorry. No, no. Really? Come on. I was in love with everything. Oh. I tucked in the old shotgun house. Listeners, I tried. From restored furniture to antique silver to vintage linen pillows embroidered with the ever-present <sighs> fleur-de-lis. I'd found much of it at antique markets and estate sales, even a few garage sales. Which is a better weapon, this book? Well, if you read someone, like, a sentence from this book, they would fall asleep, and then you could (laughs) call the cops. Okay. I didn't limit myself to specializing in one particular item. That's why I named it Bits and Pieces, a little bit of everything. I'm going to explain the name even further now. (laughs) See, the bits are like small bits of things, and the pieces are larger things. I think we're done with the book. Oh, God, thank you. Okay, what do you got for us next time? Oh, I hope it's better. How many reviews did this book have? It was a lot, right? Um... 3,089 four and a half star reviews. There's a lot of Christians out there. As Jesus Christ would say, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of Christians and they like to read. Okay, we uh, we need to pivot. The book that we're working on that I'm not supposed that I say I don't want to talk about, we it needs to become go Christian now. (laughs) 
<laughs> go Christian. Yes. <laughs> okay. The book. The book is going to be born again. <laughs> born again bromance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be a good title. That would be a good title. Oh yeah. Okay. Book for next time is the unhoney. The born again bromance would be a series about like like gay Christian guys who are like you know this this uh, they told me this is wrong but why does it feel so right right Ooh, yeah that sounds pretty good doesn't it fags for Jesus. Uh, The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Oh, definitely a, I almost said a stage name. Definitely a pen name. Christina Mm. Lauren. Or is it two people? Christina and Lauren. Could be. Best BFFs. All right. Um, All right. Uh, You can find us online at lookinsidethisbookclub.com and facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, which uh, this week stands for Look Inside This uh, Baguette. Oh, Um, God. Croissant. Croissant. <laughs> hey, um, did you get the um, p- p- thing, the uh, Patreon thing? Oh yeah! But by the time people hear this, that should be that should be ready at uh, Patreon.com/slash/litbc. Yes. So we decided. Yes. Should we do our little thing now? Let's do our little thing now. We didn't prep for this at but all, so we're gonna completely just spontaneous. Fucking wing it. Um, we have two tiers we're presenting to you. We have the mini mountaineers. Yes. At Two dollars, two dollars a month. A month. That's two dollars. So that basically everyone means, knows how a Patreon works, right? Yeah. You, you give money to the show in exchange for basically nothing. That's not true. Okay. okay. So for the cost of of fifty cents an episode, essentially, yeah. you're paying us fifty cents an episode. That's like, what can you get for fifty cents? You can get nothing for fifty cents. But yeah, no, you can. You I can mean, get, you can get a show. free sample of any of these books for less than that. Yeah, but not with our brilliant and witty commentary. So for fifty cents, if you've been enjoying our show for months, years, yeah. We've been doing we, months and years. What episode number is this? Like 112 or something? It's more than that, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, consider being a mini mountaineer. If you'd like a little bit more thrown at you, a moist mountaineer. Uh, yes, moist, a moist mountaineer. Moist mountaineer. I just That's got five dollars a month. You, did you bring the shirt to I, show me? I have brought the shirt yes. to show you. It is amazing, and I consider it very good luck. I was holding it up at uh, Squirrel Chops Coffee Shop, and a puppy grabbed it and put a hole in it with its tooth. Okay, so but it's a very durable shirt. Very durable shirt. Absolutely, it was a very strong. If tooth. you're if you're not a puppy, you you will wear this shirt proudly for. Long, long time. Anyway, we have uh, what was the name of our fan who created our logo? We're gonna forget right now. That's okay. We're gonna go. No, look, I'm, I'm look looking that it up. up. Well, keep keep vamping. Our listener who developed our uh, informal uh, or second logo, uh, we put it on a T-shirt, and we're gonna make that available to you if you become a moist mountaineer at five dollars a month. Yeah, this is a beautiful shirt. Plus, if you become a moist... Stuart, listener Stuart. Thank you, listener Stuart. Plus, if you become a moist mountaineer, what else do you get, Matthew? Uh, well, so wait. <laughs> you get, I'll answer that question, you get two bonus episodes a year, biannual, bisexual romance. Yes. Wait, is that, are we promising that each, every bonus episode is going to be a bisexual romance? No. I mean, uh, pansexual, biannual, right. bipan, uh-huh. bipan romance. You okay. Get, uh, anyway, if you're uh, a moist uh, mountaineer. Uh, deep pan pizza man romance. <laughs> pizza man. <laughs> deep pan deep pizza, pan man, pizza man, man romance. We haven't done enough pizza-based romances. We sure haven't. Or okay, so, so, for, so what we're saying is for $2, people get nothing but the satisfaction of donating to their favorite show. And no guilt when you right, listen. Right, exactly. And for $5, you get the t-shirt and you get access to uh, bonus, episodes. bonus episodes at least twice a year. And and we're going to make them extra filthy. Put it this way. Matthew and I have been doing this for free for, free for how many years now? 
I think four, five, four or five years. And we want to keep doing this. You're the one with the computer. uh, (laughs) We've been doing this for a long (laughs) time. If you donate to the show, I can get a computer too. Um, Matthew just got himself a a, a new job. I got stuff that I got to do to pay pay the bills. And so this is something we've been doing for fun. That's right. And the love of it. If you donate $2 a month, I can quit my job. (laughs) Don't interrupt me. If you help support us, I can fire Matthew and get someone who doesn't interrupt us. That so me is so smart. much. Us. I said us. Yeah. As if I was more you're, than one person. Yes, you <laughs> contain fucking multitudes. You're, you're bi- bisexual, bi- bi-literary. What were all the things? I don't know. Also, you can help. Uh, Multiple personality. You can help support me so I can buy better strains of pot. Yes. Most more, importantly. More functional. Than more ever. functional. We, if you support the show, we promise to be more functional than ever before. We <laughs> no, promise to be functional for the first time don't ever. Don't promise that. People won't want to support us. Okay, so that's patreon.com slash L-I-T-B-C. Go get your Moist Mountaineers t-shirt, please. Yeah. You know what? I'm even going to hit record.